1: CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by LexisNexis Litigation Solutions.
0: Welcome to
2: CIO Talk Radio with your host, Sanjo Gahl. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Here's Sanjo Gahl.
3: Very good morning and welcome to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Today's topic is Supporting Value Innovation, and our guests for today's show are Mary Ellis Anitriko, and she's the Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer with Henry Ford Health System. Good morning, Mary Ellis. How are you? Good morning. Very good. So uh, are you able to enjoy your life with the 20-hour days yet?
4: I'm able to enjoy my life. There's tremendous balance. There's such excitement going on, but we have incredible resources and uh, lots of motivation from the top, so... Absolutely.
3: Great. Beautiful. And we also have Gregory One country who is the Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer with Pitney Bowes. Good morning, Greg. How are you?
5: Uh, good morning, Jos, How are you? And good morning, Mary Alice. Good morning. Good morning, Greg.
3: So, uh, Greg, in your world, how is everything? How is uh, your balance going with the world?
5: Well, uh, you asked uh, Mary Alice, was she having fun? And I would echo um, the same thing. I'm I enjoy what I do immensely, um, and I enjoy working for Pitney Bowes. It's um, it's just a great time to be uh, in business. It has its challenges, but those are the cycles you go through. And I just um, I really do enjoy coming to work every day.
3: All right. Great. So uh, we would love to share a little bit about the, the genesis of this topic, because we got inspiration from the, the book that is uh, there around value innovation, uh, which is Blue Ocean Strategy book. And we, in fact, have a book available, which is personally signed by Chan Kim, who's one of the authors. And uh, that will be available for people who listen and, and share some of the quotes, some of the top quotes from this discussion. And we'll be announcing the winner in coming coming uh the shows that are going to come up so uh with that said uh now mary ellis first question that i'd like to put uh, in front of you here is that you know we we always see that there is increasingly tougher climate and we have to survive in it and we have this new normal where they're, discre- they're decreasing profit margins we do not understand sometimes who the customers are etc cetera, etc cetera. so and we keep fighting and say, this is a bloody ocean <laughs> <laughs> what prevents us from literally creating our own? Is it that people do not have the the mental bandwidth, or they're too much in the trenches? That's why they're not able to come up and look for forests uh, and, and not uh, you know looking at the tree level, and or is there something else which is not as obvious?
4: Well, I I would like to take that from a different perspective, Sanjeev, because I believe that within the health Care environment and in particular with the Henry Ford health system, we really do look for innovation. We reward innovation and we're constantly looking for the opportunities to continue to evolve as a health system. The market is extremely shark competitive and we are looking for ways in which we can continue to diversify and create adaptations in the space that we're responsible for while at the same time we've got healthcare reform and the pressures of healthcare reform as well as we've got uh, outsourcing moving to insourcing, and we've got the large sharks in the water, uh, like the automotive industry, who are looking for top talent. So it's a matter of enjoying uh, the innovation and rewarding our uh, superstars, as well as the profitability of innovation in the healthcare and academic space, uh, so that we can continue to stimulate and reward our workforce uh but the, the, the landscape is changing and uh from the federal government down uh what we do and how we do it, uh the compensation is different and so we need to look for innovative ways in which we can continue to stay profitable and uh seize the opportunities.
3: So, Greg, when you look at this, do you think, you know, Mary Ellis, it seems like that, she, you know, the, your organization is very lucky to have you, and perhaps they're very lucky to have the type of people who make this happen. So, perhaps there might be a mindset that I want to do something different. So, Greg, for you, do you think, where do we fall short? That's sure. that's the enigma here.
5: Sure, sure. Well, you know, it's interesting because um we started as a Blue Ocean company. Pitney invented this business 90 years ago. And uh, I think, you know, I've I've heard say that uh, blue oceans eventually can turn uh, into red oceans uh, and uh, become less innovative over time. And there are a lot of things that can get in the way of that. Um, company culture, particularly, and as organizations get bigger, it makes it tougher to change course. If the businesses operate uh, in silos and. While they're very good at that point at maximizing, you know, profits by their line of business and maximizing their particular customer set, you can miss the cross silo opportunities. Um, there's always a risk aversion thing that has to be overcome in in many organizations, and particularly now as we're facing this new normal, there's uh, sometimes a tendency to sort of hunker down and say, "Well, we just got to stay the course," but. There is a lot of situations where just doing nothing is actually, you know, the worst of all choices. Um, there's, you know, are you unable to leverage all the assets you have? That can be a barrier to getting into blue oceans or you're just too not very nimble, too um, slow, too set in your own ways. And... And then on, on another dimension on sort of the management dimension, um, we sort of shift from being very entrepreneurial and move into a more uh, careerism uh, you know state of mind, which gets in the way about thinking about the possibilities that blue oceans represent. I think finally, um, another thing could be um, the the effectively the innovative dilemma. You don't have the apparent uh, marketplace pressures to innovate and explore blue oceans and you think things are relatively safe, complacency sets in and then the world changes on you when you find yourself, um, you know, behind the eight ball. So I think organizations of many sizes and varieties face these kinds of obstacles to exploring these blue oceans.
3: Now, uh, Mary Ellis, do you think organizations do even have a choice today to keep fighting in this bloody ocean because they would, they would, become extinct the way it's going
4: sure i i do absolutely agree that there are choices i think the opportunities are abundant for us to continue to reinvent ourselves uh... the the american spirit and the innovative spirit of our industry has really been born by thinking outside of the box and if you are as greg was describing in a culture of change and in a culture of innovation and uh, positive affirmation of a future state, you're looking for those opportunities. I think so much of it does come from the culture of uh, our role and responsibility and in this particular case in healthcare, it's it's ever-expanding, And yet the industry is consolidating in many ways that we would not have been able to envision in the past but it's the idea and opportunity to an example from uh, the Henry Ford environment was It was an incredible environment of development of software and uh, applications and processes that drove Henry Ford in the quality circles that it is uh, enjoying. But there have been so many other changes in the landscape of federal reform and uh, regulation that have identified for Henry Ford an opportunity to rethink the strategy for us to be able to achieve our market share our market growth and the, uh, new services and diversity of where healthcare is moving, uh, moving obviously from the landscape of staid buildings and functions within hospitals to the environments of, as you were describing Sanjeev, the, the innovative, uh, development of a hospital, an acute care hospital that really has all of the aspects of ambulatory services and the investiture of our communities of users to be involved and uh, participatory in ways that help us stay stay lean, stay innovative, stay reactive to the changes that are uh, being uh, identified as demands by our consumers and by uh, federal regulations.
3: So, uh, Greg, when we look at uh, you know building that blue ocean, do you? typically feel that i get lucky that's why i come across this opportunity and then convert into an actual business proposition or we we plan for it or there's an r&d sell or there's some play money how have organizations who truly have been able to successfully do it and maybe do it again what are the traits how did it come about
5: how do they come about? Um, well, I guess in in any situation, it's always nice to have some luck as opposed to having none at all, or at worst, bad luck. So that that does play a part into it. Now, serendipity can be a beautiful thing at times, but if you know, if you're really thinking about asking about what does it take to to really find a blue ocean, I, I think it does take you know a serious effort on the part of the business. There's got to be top top level business support for exploring uh these blue oceans certainly your board has to be brought along and at some point your investors will have to be brought along as well uh it's clearly going to require a financial investment uh and i think generally i would say fairly serious money uh you can do it with uh you know play money let's say and try a, a bunch of things and and they may be good for some tests but when you really decide that's um, where you want to be that new blue ocean spot, then it's gonna take, you know, a doubling down of your bet. You've got to be really serious about it. If you don't do that and and you have found a blue ocean spot, you're leaving yourself vulnerable to somebody else coming in there uh faster than, than you are and, and getting to that space before you do. So I think it, it requires a, a lot of um support uh at the top, uh serious investment Lots of good research about what those blue ocean opportunities are going to be. You have to also expect that there's going to be situations where you're going to fail. That it's not going to be, it's not going to turn out to be what you thought it was. Uh, but you want to minimize the cost of failure. I think there's organizations today that have done a really good job at making the cost of failure less and less. And so they're able to innovate more and explore more things. And um, so that's happened to us as well. We've placed a number of bets and sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. But um, I think it's a combination of some real serious research, commitment, investment, and uh, sometimes, uh, you know, just a good hunch uh, and, um, you know, staying very close to the market and where sort of these very global macro trends are going that sort of points you in the right direction.
4: (laughs) I'd like to add to that, uh, Sanjeev, just, just very briefly, because I, I agree with Greg, and I think the, uh, the golden opportunities for us are to take a look at some of those failures that may be born of our original business case, and in this particular instance, we are, we have an innovations institute and have some highly qualified industry experts who are helping us with venture capital, who are helping us identify some of those bench to bedside clinical research protocols for which we can be funded, but oftentimes the deviation of the norm or the deviation from the original objective and outcome leads us to a process of discovery that can be a, an incredible satisfier in terms of another venue for those lost or potentially lost opportunities.
3: Right. Now, Mary Ellis, the question here would be that would you go about planning? something and then uh, with, with say, an ROI, every, every business will look at what did I invest versus what did I get. Yeah. So when you plan for it as part of your budget and ROI calculation, how much of a lead do you anticipate you will get above your com- competition? And we, even if you create an uncontested market, there are so many second movers. In fact, most organizations are second movers. They see somebody fail and or succeed, and when they significantly succeed, they enter and use their muscle to to basically take over and there are some some names which i would not like to put on air however they are known for this particular strategy so if an organization wants to do this blue ocean they do it they spend all the money and they get some lead and here comes another 800 pound gorilla and that uh, organization kind of uses their muscle uses the same strategy and and win over that and makes it a, maybe a semi bloody ocean
0: very yeah. soon
3: and then you yet again go have to innovate, so what is what is it that we are getting out of it besides a headache?
4: Well sometimes it is a headache, sometimes it is a headache, and it's a, it's an opportunity that in reverse, we would also be taking a look at from what what the uh, failures of other uh, lead initiatives might look like how do we how do we seize the opportunity? but in the case of healthcare the the, the dimension of change. And the volatility of that change really require that we take a look at the risk and the reward and we balance each one of those. We take a look at where the market is. Who is, who is in the space of this innovative design or concept? Who are we partnering with so that we, uh, that we begin leveling some of the liability and some of the risk by identifying that we've got potential competitors who need to deal in the same space and if we innovate together and, uh, share the reward and the profitability of some of these innovative, uh, technologies, business processes, mergers, acquisitions of market, market share, we're ultimately going to reduce some of the, uh, contention that would be born of a lost leader that then is picked up by someone else. The examples that I could give you would clearly represent in the healthcare and academic space that uh Henry Ford enjoys we have such diversity of our services broadly both from a geographic representation but also from the perspective of our uh leading uh uh innovative uh markets for the future that become uh our health and wellness uh initiatives so the adventure into greenhouse technology and identifying that if we can get to the grassroots of educational opportunities in the grade schools and teach children about the uh, uh, positive uh, aspects of gardening and growing vegetables that many of them never, ever see as vegetables. They may know what a potato does because it's a French fry, but they don't know that it's a potato that has many other uh, attributes associated with it, but if we can take leading concepts and grow them in multiple diverse ways, we have uh, inroads to multiple uh, uh, new growth uh, areas that otherwise would not be seen. And if they, if we lose in one aspect of it, it may be an opportunity in another.
3: All right. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And uh, Greg, when we come back, I'd like to talk about the value chain which Mary Ellis mentioned. So It is not easy as is to change an organization which is in a bloody ocean and move it to a blue ocean. Now comes the fact that you are not alone anymore. You exist because of you being part of a value chain. So this blue ocean has to be created. It has to be created with camaraderie among all the different value chain players. How do you make such a thing happen? It looks like boiling the ocean approach. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back and we'll talk.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here, Voice America Business Network. Take control of eDiscovery with flexible integrated solutions designed for early data assessment, processing, document review, and litigation presentation. LexisNexis offers comprehensive solutions that work together as well as with other industry leading tools to help you maintain a seamless chain of custody throughout discovery. Most of these solutions can be offered in a hosted environment with access to fully customizable support resources dedicated to your success. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You
2: are listening to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free 1-866-472-5790. Now back to the show, here's Sanjo Gall.
3: Welcome back. So, Greg, the question here is that we are trying to get into a blue ocean, and since we are so externally connected entity, all of us are almost. So then we cannot just charge ahead alone. And we have to take our whole value chain who are connected to us and even when as Mary ellis mentioned, that we have to all work together. Easier said than done. Yes. What's that secret sauce where you will become the pipe piper and everybody in your value chain would just follow you given that you want to go to Blue Ocean. They may not.
5: Yes, they may not. You know it's interesting. I heard someone uh at a talk the other day say that um given the um Sort of influence now of social media and the like that companies really don't own their brand anymore, that their brand is essentially owned by the public and they'll decide what your brand perceptions are going to be, not you anymore. So it's a very interesting comment. It leads me in, in this, in, in response to your question to the case that you really do have to involve your customers in this innovation. They're going to be a source of, um, the value propositions that are going to be appealing to them. Um, and we find it best that when we have our customers involved in our innovation process, we get the best results out of it. Uh, and you're, and I think it's also easier at that point to perhaps help them into a blue ocean space that, uh, as you so aptly put, they may, um, they may not want to go. Um, there's also lots of, um, uh, people in your own organization that have to be brought along on this journey into Blue Ocean. We're going to presume the senior management is there, but there's your customer care organizations, your sales organizations, uh, especially your IT organizations who might have to retool major parts of the um, organization's systems and infrastructure uh, to work in this um, uh, Blue Ocean space. Your finance organizations have to come along and you know, be adaptable to new business models that are going to create, uh, you know, some unique typical challenges for how revenue gets recognized and things. I mean, these are all part of the normal course, but, but there's an enormous train of cars that have to be moved along uh, when you move into blue ocean space. And it takes um, the courage of your convictions about it, but you've got to be really practical and know when you might have to change course a bit um, and and it's clearly requires a lot of customer focus and collaboration and and good business judgment and you've got to be open to suggestions and perhaps critiques that uh you know things may not be going the way they should be going so i think it's actually an enormous transform transformative effort it's not just move into a new market space but you actually are remaking your company and and and, and um that's frankly the part that I find so personally appealing about these kinds of journeys.
3: Now Greg what you just mentioned uh, I'm sure listeners will listen to this and they'll scratch their heads that man quite an inventory of challenges that Greg mentioned but what do I do as a, as a specific steps from the beginning for me to take on this.
5: Well it is a laundry list uh, there's no question about it and and um, you know you've got to um, you've ultimately got to do them all, but they don't have to be done <laughs> I mean they don't have to be done all at once um, and it's a journey. It's not just a you know you immediately hop in and you know everything is um, you know is uh, right from the get go um, i I think you've got to be um, again be very focused on um, um, getting everybody aligned uh, and, and getting everybody to uh, to agree that uh, this is uh, this is a direction we have to go in. And I think it starts from the premise that we talked about a little earlier in the, in the uh, discussion here around uh, doing nothing is really not an option. I think that's actually in some ways, um, the worst possible uh, position to be in. That's the riskiest strategy. Things are just changing, you know, too rapidly. Technology, globalization, the role of consumers and how they're, you know, taking charge of things. Government policies can, and especially, as Mary Alice pointed out, have significant power to create and or modify market opportunities. So I think it's getting everybody on the same sort of worldview page, that staying where we are isn't the best, moving into something uh, that's a blue ocean opportunity is better. And, yes, it might be risky, but, again, back to doing nothing is the riskiest riskiest option of them all. And then it really comes down to having an endpoint, a strategy of where you want to go, and executing against it. So strategy is execution, and execution is strategy. There are a lot of simple fundamentals that you have to follow that you know take all of these myriad of things that you you know you said I was describing here into account, and I think that becomes the key to success.
3: Mary Ellis, if you were to compare this to taming a wild beast. It takes practice. But when you're trying to do Blue Ocean, create Blue Ocean, and it's such an expensive proposition based on all the different things you have to do, do you get a chance to practice or you have to be right the first time?
4: We do get lots of chances to practice, Sanjo. Uh, I think the creative tension that is born by the beast, taming the beast is uh, a wonderful challenge and an incredible opportunity. If we are really thinking uh, silo centrically about ideas that we believe uh, should be launched, and yet we have real opposition to those ideas or we have uh, alternate ways of thinking, ultimately if we are bringing the parties together and the parties, uh, as Greg is describing, really should be born of both our uh, communities of users, our customers, those those uh, individuals and groups that define the space in which we are trying to grow. As well as the experts that we have within our workforce, uh, the the best ideas are born of the creative tension that we have when we don't agree in the very beginning. But defining the space of that growth opportunity and shaping the scope of it, and then creating the the empowered uh, work groups to stay focused on small aspects of a pilot. So that we can do proof of concept and uh, uh, begin then projecting the directions that we need to go, getting constant feedback, uh, creating the affirmation aspects of celebrating the small wins are all the, the things that I think lead to uh, the, the uh, uh, existence in this blue ocean. In the aspect of where we are, we, we don't have the option of failure. We have uh, only the option of continuing to think about innovation, empowerment, uh, and uh, uh, planned growth going forward. And that really is born of, uh, as Greg was describing and as uh, we we profess here, uh, designing and architecting uh, the goals and objectives of our innovation space that really lead to the satisfaction of our business strategies and the overall vision of an empowering leadership. It does start at the top. It absolutely starts at the top. And if we don't stay focused on uh, uh, the direction of our organizations, we can't see a way of changing through the myriad of things that are compelling us to create that change.
3: Now, since your organization, uh, Mary Ellis, already went through that journey at least once based on what we learned, Um, when you use this as a sandbox right you had to start as a sandbox and try different things and lately the buzzword is fail fast fail quick Mm -hmm. and 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 fail cheap if you can what were the the upfront uh, ways to test and also fail which you went through which you think could provide some insight to other people who are listening
4: Yes. Uh, And Sanjo, I think you're referring to the West Bloomfield facility that is our true innovation uh, space. We had absolute blue ocean opportunity here to design and architect a space that uh, was born of what our communities of users identified as the needs, as the unmet needs of an organization so that we could uh, uh, engage the workforce to be able to and demand, uh, the satisfaction of our, uh, uh, patient population and our, uh, workforce population's needs and objectives. The areas in which we assumed some risk were that we identified a different, uh, uh, organization leadership model, uh, empowered from the top and yet, uh, much leaner than what we we're seeing in the other uh, healthcare community uh, facilities that we uh, uh, own and manage. Uh, so the the workforce was empowered to think differently. The engagement and the affiliation with the uh, uh, customer base is constant. There is absolute constant feedback on a weekly basis. The leadership and the workforce are asking the customers what's going well and what's not how do we change uh from a dietary perspective how do we change from uh the way that we are uh creating access to care principles and managing your your uh uh, uh events of care with us whether they're ambulatory or inpatient became uh an opportunity for us to then take the quick wins as well as those losses and move them throughout the healthcare environment, the entire organization's environment. Uh, because we we were given the sandbox, we w- we had the opportunity to say the technologies that we put in place here are innovative. The way that we engage our patient populations don't exist in other uh, venues of care. Let's let's create the space of what the future needs to look like, and what are the services that we need to bring to bear.
3: Let's take a quick break, listeners, we'll be right back. And when we come back, Greg, since we are in an information age and anything that we do somehow – or form or shape, or, uh, we see that we will be touching information or, or massaging it and doing everything that you can with information and data. So that's where you become a hero, if you'd like to, when it comes to becoming making your organization a blue ocean or following a blue ocean. So what all ways can this initiative or these sets of initiatives be supported by technology? So let's explore that when we come back, please stay tuned. sure.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Take control of eDiscovery with flexible integrated solutions designed for early data assessment, processing, document review, and litigation presentation. LexisNexis offers comprehensive solutions that work together as well as with other industry-leading tools to help you maintain a seamless chain of custody throughout discovery. Most of these solutions can be offered in a hosted environment with access to fully customizable support resources dedicated to your success. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
2: You are listening to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free 1-866-472-5790. Now back to the show, here's Sanjo Gall.
3: Welcome back. So, Greg, when it comes to Blue Ocean and creation and the value innovation, etc., while these are business concepts, but at the execution level, you need information to even fathom what is going to be the future state. You need information as you're going about that journey and you need information to even you know, execute and put governance in. Yes. What What are I mean? While I already inventoried almost the top things, but then in 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 reality, I cannot just slap technology and say this is going to create blue ocean.
5: No, no, that's correct. I mean, certainly, um, information, especially the vast storehouses of information that are available available to us today, and epitomized by the current buzzword of big data. Um, can be a big factor in helping you decide, uh, or, or give you opportunities for blue oceans to explore. It can, if you're able to, um, you know, mine that stuff successfully and develop the proper insights, um, you can then, um, you know, identify opportunities where you're going to have a prime mover, um, uh, first-in competitive advantage um Against uh other uh firms in your market space, so I think that's a you know obviously a clear factor and and i t organizations i think have a lot to contribute here in this um blue ocean move you know we we have this i think terrific role as some an uh, organization that can see across all aspects of the business we're sort of like the uh, car mechanic today who plugs you know, the computer terminal into that little port on a car and can actually see what's going on across the entire vehicle, not just in the engine but in all the other subsystems um, around it as well. So I think, um, you know, the IT groups with their ability to apply technology, look across, um, you know, the the business processes uh, of of an organization and how we operate, and uh, help provide insights uh, as a result of you know their ability to work with business partners and analyze information have a tremendous amount to contribute to this and of course when the then the time comes to execute that blue ocean strategy and you know build a business in this new space then clearly uh, IT will IT organizations will have to deliver the infrastructure the system support structure That's capitalizing on all these wonderful developments around cloud, mobility, um, you know, access to everything, everywhere, the, uh, you know, sort of general Internet of things. So I I think we have a lot of things that uh, we can bring to bear to help move the company successfully into whatever blue ocean situation we want to pursue.
3: With that said, Mary Ellis, uh, somebody wise once said that there's a difference between mechanic and an engineer. Mechanic knows how to do something and engineer can also answer why. So when you are trying to do this engineering of your organization and IT is involved, starting from leadership down to the lowest uh, person, like maybe at the operational level, do you need engineers or do you need mechanics?
4: We need both. We need both. We use uh, our management engineers to help us architect the directions, but we also need the mechanics to be able to uh, uh, analyze the data and pro- provide the dashboards that help us know what our quality outcomes are and what our, our achievable outcomes are or where we're missing the boat. And those dashboards help us do course correction. So I think that it's really a combination of the creative co-working across those groups that uh, enable us to be able to utilize the data, whether it's big uh, from our data warehousing strategies or smaller from a focus of uh, inputs and outputs for some of our business practices or some of our market growth uh, environments. Uh, it, it takes us, one, analyzing the direction that we need to go, and then, two, utilizing the body of evidence, the sources of truth that we identify as our, uh, as our uh, network of tools to be able to distinguish between the, the benchmarks that we've set and the actual outcomes that we are achieving, and then it enables us to do uh, uh, strategic course correction.
3: Now, Greg, when it comes to value innovation, I'm sure when we start, we must have some sort of a benchmark that this is the amount of value in innovation that we have to create. How, Mm -hmm. how does one come about, how, how does one determine what is that benchmark? And by the time you achieve that, the way the world is moving, that benchmark might get shifted or the customer or the consumer who actually perceives this as actual value innovation might change their taste patterns.
5: Yes. Well, uh, again, I go back to what I said earlier. I think the value innovation uh, has to come from having a great deal of um customer input, feedback, um what, whatever you want to call it. You really gotta rely on on the market. Uh and it may be it may very well involve, particularly if it's Blue Ocean, a set of customers that uh you know heretofore you haven't had a significant amount of engagement with. But but clearly they've got to be be um foremost in your thinking because they're gonna dis they're gonna going to let organizations know where the um um you know where the value propositions are and um you could, you also have to do um look at your own organization as well and and determine which parts of your organization are going to be able to deliver on those value propositions do you have that capability in your group or is it something you're going to have to go out and acquire um, acquire either by, you know, merging with somebody or acquiring somebody or just bringing in new talent uh, for that? And is your organization ready to move in that direction? Are you, you know, um, equipped? Do you have the, uh, of, you know, the tools, the talent, the resources, the commitment to do that? So I, I think, um, you know, that's step one. Step two, clearly nimbleness uh, is going to be a factor. You have to be able to make mid-course corrections as the um the taste change on the part of the customers or perhaps um, you know a um, you know a competitor is attempting to get into that space with you and as i think about competitors you know you have your traditional ones which are people who might be in your relatively same market space who might be thinking about the same blue ocean opportunity as you the ones I always um, think about the most are who are the notional competitors, people who might come out of nowhere to get into a space that you're in or want to be in uh, and really change the dynamics of it. And, I mean, who would have thought that a computer company would effectively remake the music business, right, and the entertainment business? We've seen that happen in the last three or four years, and I think the uh, titans of the music industry probably – uh, you know, we're very surprised at the dynamics that took place t- to change that. So um, nimbleness and uh, not just looking at who the established competitors might be, but who these notional competitors might be is really important.
3: Marielis, do you think it's even a good idea to listen and or react to what the customer wants sometimes? Because since they are always changing, we'll keep reacting and keep playing catch-up. When we talk about a computer company transforming the music industry because there are some latent needs or things which people don't even know today, but when they're shown and given a taste of it, they may adopt. Don't you think that is what an approach should be and customer could be possibly not exactly moved out of the equation but should not be at the top of the list who we are trying to uh, look at as the first source of inspiration and input?
4: Sure. I I Honestly, think that it is the consumer idea that will drive the innovation that will lead organizations to greater heights and to incredible change. Uh, the examples of the iPhone and the iPad, consumer-driven devices, are changing the landscape of healthcare. They're changing the landscape of healthcare planning as well as execution. They're changing the landscape of engagement, involvement, and satisfaction. And at the same time, the consumer is us. We are the consumers of the healthcare that we are organizing around and delivering. So the communities of users that represent our workforce, whether they're the clinicians or our uh, academic or administrative teams, are utilizing tools of technology that are consumer-driven that are now changing the behaviors within the landscape of our, our uh, organization's workflow. As well as the applications that we use and the services that we provide. I, I think, uh, the, the focus of the consumer driving this change is all about us. I, I, again, if we're really talking about creative co-working relationships, it is about the, the value that we perceive to be, uh, in the nature of the direction that we're going with either a technology, uh, the utilization of uh, large stores of data that help us analyze quality, the reflective nature of the cohorts across the uh, industries that may be similar or dissimilar, as Greg was describing, that the dark horse coming up and uh, uh, edging in on an opportunity to help make change happen is all about uh, the roles and relationships that we are, are participating in. But uh, from one moment to the next, the consumer is is us, so uh, I, I I would agree. I think that uh, we've got to pay attention to the market drivers and where our uh, industry is moving us, as well as how we can change the landscape of how we move and change the market, the market flow, as well as the uh, the outcomes. We are being measured again federally from the perspective of how we use the data we're being measured differently about the reimbursement of uh, the kinds of care that we provide and realizing that as healthcare reform is changing the landscape of uh, what kinds of services we provide, we're also realizing there's a 30% decrease in what we get reimbursed for for current services. So if we're not thinking of the future and thinking of innovative ways to be able to change uh, the, uh, the direction of where we're going with Uh, innovation and creative market space, it's going to be difficult for for us to survive.
3: Now, Greg, do you think that when we are working on this value innovation, and of course we spend the money, we see some light at the end of the tunnel, or for that matter, we really strongly feel that, yes, we have come up with something striking? How do you go about telling the world? Because it could be the best-kept secret. It may not get adopted, and there goes down uh, your innovation as a sunk cost
5: yeah so um I mean I think clearly if you've if you've been connected with your customers through this process uh and um you've really tapped into what is a value proposition that's going to be very appealing to this set of customers that you've identified, I think it's really important to uh get out and communicate by a variety of uh forms uh media whatever it might be, just what it is you've um you know, you're you're proposing what it is, what value you're providing, how you think it's going to change their lives, how you think it's going to change their business if, in fact, you're offering something that's going to make them more efficient or how it's going to make them more effective in working with their customers, which is a kind of, uh, you know, something that uh, our company takes, uh, you know, has uh, very much at its heart of how to make our customers more effective with their customers. Um, so um, i think uh, you have to really stress those value propositions how it's going to be different for them how it's going to make them better um, and um, you know give them very practical examples about how that is going to play out for them and um, i think you'll uh, you know you'll generate the excitement the anticipation about it
3: Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And Mary Ellis, when we come back, like to touch upon the leadership and the culture, or cultural change that somebody has to bring about. Since you came from a different industry, and then brought some fresh, uh, you know, perspective and the different areas, and that's where the innovation happened. We'd like to explore that. Can organizations with their original leadership, who have been, therefore, Decades for in many cases, can they really bring about value innovation, or there should be a change in leadership and/or some external input with respect to culture and and leadership style? Please stay okay. tuned. We'll be
1: right back. Voice America Business Network: The Bottom Line in Business. Take control of eDiscovery with flexible integrated solutions designed for early data assessment, processing, document review, and litigation presentation. LexisNexis offers comprehensive solutions that work together as well as with other industry-leading tools to help you maintain a seamless chain of custody throughout discovery. Most of these solutions can be offered in a hosted environment with access to fully customizable support resources dedicated to your success.
2: listening to cio talk radio to learn more about the show please visit www.ciotalkradio.com if you have a question or comment call toll free 1-866-472-5790 now back to the show here's Sanjo joe gall
3: Welcome back, so Mary Ellis. When we look at leadership and cultural uh you know the culture of an organization that definitely plays an important part and if we have the same old same old, to what degree do you think realistically can an innovation or a total disruptive or destructive creation creativity can be brought about
4: thank you uh, let me let me just from a personal perspective indicate that uh Uh, I did not come from the technology environment. I came from a clinical environment as a registered nurse and director of critical care. I definitely had touch points with technology because we were using the adaptive devices as tools to diagnose and treat the patient populations. But when I was given the opportunity to enter into the world of uh, information technology, informatics, and uh, change, uh, it, it opened a dimension for me as well as for the organizations that I've uh, been privileged to represent. Uh, it opened the dimension of the customer engagement at the point of understanding the strategy, evolving the strategy, and then being able to participate in a, uh, the leadership of change within organizations. I think the the sensitization of leadership to understanding that, it's really not command and control anymore. It's empowerment and engagement is a huge factor, uh, within organizations, whether it's healthcare that I represent at this point or whether it is business and industry because we are very codependent on one another. Uh, the idea of engaging our, our communities in ways that are philanthropic as well as, uh, uh, the benevolence of, uh, both the healthcare organizations into the community or The the reverse being true, that the things that are being identified as uh, leading indicators of uh, positive change and adding value to our uh, customer base, uh, being born on the the backs of some of the investments that our our, uh, patient populations and our businesses and industries within our growth space are also sponsoring and endorsing. Um, I believe that the uh, opportunity for us to create compromise uh, uh, within our, our workforce, uh, changing the behaviors of those that we attempt to influence is meaning that we're in the space with them and really understanding where they're coming from, what needs to happen, and how do we together benchmark what success looks like and then how do we measure against that.
3: So, uh, Greg, when you look at this whole leadership style, do you think people at the top should take a couple of weeks of vacation, maybe move around to different domains, come back with a fresh perspective? Is that what's going to lead this or you're going to look bottom up for ideas? How would you feel you change the overall DNA of the leadership and the culture within an organization to make something like this even possible?
5: Well, I think there's three or four questions wrapped up uh, <laughs> in, in that. Um, yeah. You know, in terms of domain expertise, I, I personally have been fortunate to have worked in a chemical company, a engineering and construction company, large-scale manufacturing, a large pharmaceutical company, and now uh, Pitney Bowes, which is a digital and physical communications company. So I've had a variety of, of industry experience. They've all been global companies. And I think the combination of those things gives you experiences which are m- transportable from yeah. one industry to the next. I, I really think that that diversity of experience is extremely important. I'm not ruling out the necessity for some domain expertise, but, uh, I think the um, the horizontal is very important in in today's uh and tomorrow's uh business climate um the the other thing I think you were asking around is can you um, can you affect change transformation uh blue ocean kind of stuff in, in a in an organization without you know a um, without an infusion of people from outside the company and I don't think that's possible uh, I think you um, you do have to get some outside uh, opinion, some people who are going to challenge conventional wisdom. Uh, again, for we talked earlier in the show about what are some of the barriers that uh, can prevent moving into Blue Ocean Strategy. And when you look at all those barriers, they're largely the result of internal factors, uh, internal forces. Mm-hmm. So uh, you really do need to get some people uh, and some ideas uh, and uh, uh, external contact with other you know, other sources to really get the, uh, get the creative and innovative thinking going. And ultimately, you're going to have to bring them into the organization in a very meaningful way in order to carry that out. I, I don't think it's really possible to do it, do it totally from within. Now, I don't want, you don't want to create the impression that, you know, your own organization or mine or others aren't able to remake themselves. But to get that extra kick you're going to need, you, you do have to have, um, some, um, some thinking, some content, some resources uh, that are coming in from uh, somewhere else.
3: Mary Ellis, do you think the the CIOs, the leaders who we are talking about here, like the it's CIO Talk Radio, so we are going to give some limelight to the CIO, should they be the torchbearer of value innovation, or they should be the unsung heroes behind the scenes who are enabling it?
4: Uh, Sangjo, I think it's a combination. I think the CIO has to be part of the business, has to drive a lot of the uh, excitement and generate the, the uh, opportunities for the use of creative tension. But I also believe that the way that you uh, build the business and build creativity and think outside the box is by inviting and investing those from the outside to help you think in a space that may not exist in the way that you are looking at the dimension of change. Um, as Greg was identifying, you you want to leverage and transport your your experiences in ways that will help uh, shape an organization or change an organization. But that's often done with your relationships and collaboration outside the space of. Uh, uh, the environment in which you exist. It's also not to say that you don't uh, leverage the creative leadership within your organization, but uh, as as we have and across the healthcare spectrum, the opportunities for uh, Imagineers and uh, innovative thinkers to become part of the leadership teams uh, means that there is an opportunity for collaboration. They think from a business and industry perspective about uh, leverage uh, uh, capital ventures, they think about the things that uh, may not even be in the space of uh, opportunities for change from within the organization, but it is an empowering leadership uh, style that permits the ability for you to think uh, in ways that may uh, create uh, dissension and uh, disagreement within the the organization for a period of time until you can set the course direction, and a CIO is at the table. They are part of the discussion of how much risk do we take, how much do we invest in the sandbox of uh, technology or the sandbox of growth and opportunity and markets that technology can enable, and uh, uh, so I, th- I think it's uh, uh, the opportunity and the invitation to be part of it, but not necessarily to be leading it. Uh, leadership styles are, are quite variable in the space of a CIO. Some lead right from the the uh, upfront direction. They set the tone, they set the vision, and they drive the change. Others lead from the middle, where they invite the opportunity. They empower others to uh, create that space of solution. And then others lead from behind. And when you're leading from behind in an organization, it's probably a point at which, as Greg was describing his vast uh, opportunities to to work with international companies, it's probably time to start thinking about uh, what's that next opportunity for you.
3: Greg, one final thing, 30 seconds. What are the top three things that come to mind which you would like to share with the fellow IT leaders who would be listening to this so that they can effectively participate, contribute, and even lead such an effort of value sure. innovation? Sure, sure.
5: Uh, I'd say, you, you know, f- and you, you need to be viewed um, by the people in the organization, especially your colleagues at the executive level. Uh, a member of the team respected as much for your business acumen and your leadership style uh, as much for, as for your technological, you know, prowess or knowledge. I truly believe that you lead by example. And um, so if you're going to be a uh, advocate of change in the business, you need to be able to demonstrate that you're an advocate of change in your own organization and that you're not locked into any tried and traditional ways of doing things. I think you need to have the courage of your convictions and at the same time uh, recognize that um, you can't have everything right and you got to be open to suggestions and be willing to change like everybody else. And um, that uh, that would be what I would think would be two or three things to focus
3: on. On behalf of the show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you, Mary Ellis and Greg, for sharing your thoughts about how organizations can actually support or IT leaders can support value innovation and how organizations can actually create blue oceans for themselves. Thank you so much again. Thank
4: Thank you for the opportunity, Sanjo, and and great to work with you, Greg.
5: Thank you, Sanjo, and same to you, Mary Ellis.
4: Thank you have a great day. Thank you so much again.
5: again.
3: And listeners, please don't forget to listen and provide your comments because you can definitely get a, a signed copy from Chan Kim, who's one of the authors for Value Innovation Blue Ocean Strategy book. And so we look forward to your comments. And thank you again for listening to CIO Talk Radio. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host till next week. Take care and God bless.
2: Thank you for tuning in to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Join Sunjogal next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific for another hour of CIO Talk Radio.
1: CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by Citrix, Offering Assist, remote support made easy. CIO Talk Radio was brought to you by LexisNexis Litigation Solutions.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com.